Welcome to Saturday Morning Dads, the podcast where two average dads break down the best and worst in children's media. So go ahead and grab a bowl of cereal, because today we're reviewing Pinocchio, available now on streaming from Disney+. Plus. ask you this Chris do you have any nostalgia do you have any good feelings do you go into Pinocchio like having loved the animated cartoon and yeah I mean that's not one that I watched a ton when I was a kid but I I definitely watched it more than a few times when I was a kid and I I loved it there's certain parts of it that I really liked and there were certain parts that I was a little bit scared of um I remember more maybe listening to it on a record I had those story records um, that that Disney had where you like follow along in a book. And I think I remember more like the pictures and the audio from those stories than the movie. Um, we had them. We had the movie on VHS at one point, I think. Um, but you know how Disney like puts puts they used to put things in the vault and you wouldn't be able to to buy the video for a long time and then they would release it for a little bit. They would take it out of the, the Disney vault. Um, so you could watch it, uh, which is pretty brilliant on their part. Um, cr- cruel, but brilliant. It's called artificial scarcity. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, the same thing that we talk about in our other podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I, yeah, I have fond memories of it. I always liked it. Um, it was not, it was never my favorite, but, um, it wasn't one that I just, uh, turned my nose up at. What about you? I watched the movie once at my neighbor's house and they were very, very religious neighbors. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing up religion a lot today. They're very, very religious neighbors and they turned it off. Cause uh, of the magics. Cause of magics. And, um, I, so didn't. they turned it off like, and did they not know that it was about a, a puppet, talk, talking puppet, a, pu- a, a, a puppet pup- that has life, a, a puppet that defies the laws of anyway? It, I don't know what they thought, but we we turned it off. I think we made it as far as the um, Pleasure Island part. Oh, so you made it past like the magic part where she gives Pinocchio life. And- I think, yeah, I think they turned it off at the Pleasure Island part. I don't remember much about the movie and I never watched it again. I did not think it was good. I did not care to revisit it. Um, all right. And, and so I go into this live action with no sense of nostalgia. I have no measuring stick. I'm holding up to it. If anything, you went into it thinking that it was evil. Honestly, I went into it kind of excited because I know there's a whale part. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, a little bit later, but yes. They're, full, they're, full disclosure: I I did not get to the well part in this movie. Sean, like all like like many good dads out there, fell asleep halfway through the movie. I I cooked some tacos for my children, and I said, "All right, guys, we're gonna have taco night. It's Taco Tuesday. We're gonna have Taco Tuesday and a movie night." I turn on the movie, and like five minutes later, I hear. 
of like the windows computer starting up and I look behind me and my, my kids are turning on Minecraft. <laughs> and that, that brings me to my first point about this movie. Let me check my notes here. Uh, it is 16 minutes in until the puppet comes to life. Yeah. And that is 16 minutes of, my, of attention span my kids don't have. Yes. They needed moving puppet in like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll get to the... I, I mean, I think this movie does have some pacing issues. Um, and we could talk about... Can we talk about the Disney live action revamps just in general? Yes. Um, I, there's a lot of varying thoughts on these. Most of them... Or that uh, these movies are totally unnecessary. And I would agree. But, I mean, most movies are unnecessary, I would say. No. These I, these are... These have the... the uh, There's the viewpoint that these are just cash grabs. Yes. Uh, which I probably tend to agree with. Um, there are some that I have enjoyed. Um, I, I like the ones that they do that are farther from the original cartoon, like um, the Cinderella that they did was, uh, was not kind of a beat for beat remake of the Cinderella cartoon. Um, Beauty and the Beast was pretty much just a remake uh, shot for shot of the cartoon with some extra songs thrown in there for just to make it, you know, way too long for any child to sit through. Um, what are what are some other ones that they've done? The Lion King one, the Lion King one, one. the Lion King one. It was okay. It Um, wasn't. It wasn't okay. And I'll tell you why. Live action in quotations because none of it was live action. It was all CGI. I'll tell you this right here is controversial opinion. Nala wasn't hot. (laughs) Not as hot as the drawn cartoon. The cartoon Nala was way hotter. Yeah, yeah. Seth, uh, Seth Rogen was in it. Seth Rogen was in it. Um, Tim Pumba and uh, Timon were not as good, not as likable. No, the uh, not as adorable. Yeah, there's no, there wasn't any. There's nothing adorable about an actual warthog. And then there was Aladdin. There was a live action Aladdin. Oh, I, I actually didn't make it through that one. That one was uh, that one was not good. I I couldn't make it past the billboards with. With Blue Will Smith. Yeah, I don't um, and I don't care for these live action Disney remakes at all. But I had high hopes about Pinocchio because I was like, okay, here's one I did not see as a kid. Yeah. So I will get to experience the story. It won't just be a straight retelling to me. It'll be um, a new telling because I never saw the old one. Yeah. And also, like, the special effects looked pretty dope. And um, yeah. Oh, I will say one one of the live action remakes that I do like is Lady and the Tramp. Um, and I don't, I can't tell you why. I just there's a a vibe. Maybe it's because it's in old timey New Orleans uh, where it takes place that I really like. And there's kind of a jazz aspect, and uh, I think that one's really well done. Um, and I, but that one I have no connection to the. The old cartoon. I, I've seen it maybe a couple times in my lifetime. So maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. Um, there's definitely something about dredging up 
fond childhood memories and then scrambling them up. <laughs> yeah, these these movies are just for adult Disney fans. They're not for kids. They're for adult Disney fans, but adult Disney fans, I feel, don't like them. Because no. they're taking movies that they adored as children and have really fond memories of and just doing a worse job of making them. <laughs> but, yeah, but we keep seeing them enough to, well, I guess they this, must be popular. I, yeah. I mean, this one didn't, Pinocchio didn't get into theatrical release. Pinocchio was straight to Disney plus. That's true. That's true. Which isn't a bad thing. A lot of stuff goes straight to Disney plus. That's good, good quality stuff. But I felt like the special effects, um, at some, some parts like the blue fairy, I was like, this is like on par with like the Marvel TV shows. This isn't what you'd really expect of like a Disney theatrical release. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it had star power with one Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Jiminy Cricket is that country bumpkin page guy from 30 rock. Is it? I'm, I, I'm guessing. Oh, this is going to be a segment on our show now, I think, is we're going to have to pull up the IMDb. Yeah. I and think, also, uh, Keegan-Michael Key was the fox. Also, okay, we'll get to it. We'll go through the show in order, but, like, why was there a fox, man? <laughs> like, was that in the original? That was in the original, yes. Okay. There was a fox. The fox and the cat were, uh, yeah, they lured him to uh, Stromboli. Stromboli? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Are they... Are they the only anthropomorphic characters? Yeah, I had I had that uh, question too, but there's also Jiminy Cricket. Oh yeah, there's Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, and there's um, a talking seagull. But the, but the seagull is the seagull just a seagull that talks. It doesn't yeah, wear clothes. The seagull couldn't talk to humans. Could the fox? Yeah. Well, I assume. Well, one, he's wearing human clothes. Where do you buy those clothes from? Oh, yeah, I guess he had to talk to some shop owner. And he had to talk to Stromboli to, you know. Um, Jimmy Cricket was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That was Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, old JGL. Oh, I was was sure it was Kenneth from 30 Rock. Oh, man, Kenneth would have been a great Jimmy Cricket. But you know what? I will say that Jimmy Cricket was my favorite part of the movie. Um I think probably because he was just like Jimmy Cricket from the cartoon. Um, kind of a down home. Uh, you know, Disney movies always have like this connection to America, even though, you know, this one obviously takes place in Italy in the, yes. in the far distant past. Um, but there's like these weird connections to America. Um, and Jimmy Cricket's one of those with his, yeah, kind of country bumpkin. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket, the cricket from South Carolina that has found himself in Italy circa sometime before electricity. We will be vague on that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so who, do you have IMDb pulled up there? Can you tell me who was the fox man? Was that Keegan-Michael Key? Well, uh, it depends on what uh, King and Michael Key was in it. Okay. It's called Honest John. I think that is the Fox. That's the Fox guy. Yeah. Because if you have to tell people you're honest, you're not honest. Oh, that's right. Jimmy Cricket says that. Mm-hmm. He, he drops some, uh, some wisdom bombs. I, yeah. So let's, let's start at the beginning of the movie. All right. 
Can I talk about um, the director for a little bit? Oh, yes, please do. Uh, so this was directed by Robert Zemeckis. I was surprised to find out. I didn't know that until the credits came up after the movie. Now, what are some of other r- hits from Robert Zemeckis? So Robert Zemeckis has had a uh, both a brilliant career, and he's had some real stinkers also. He, he directed... Um, the train Polar Express movie with Thomas Hanks. Yes, that was a yeah. So that's kind of where he started um, down a weird path. But before that, he did um, he did all three Back to the Future movies. Fantastic movies, but three seven. best movies ever made yeah, in order. Some of the best, some of the best three movies. I'll say some of the best. I'm not going to give them the top three uh, of all time. I'm going. I'm going to give them. Those three definitely occupy the top five. Yeah. I mean, Back to the Future is a defining movie. Absolutely. Um, part of American culture. World culture. Everybody in the world knows the DeLorean. Um, he did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So oh. he has this, he's always had this connection to animation, I feel like. Oh, um, And combining, I think that's probably where he got into this idea of combining live action with animation. Um, cause it kind of crops up throughout his career. Um, he did Forrest Gump also with Tom Hanks, also Castaway with Tom Hanks. Um, as, as we were discussing just yesterday, the two best Thomas Hanks movies. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some, uh, debate on how well Forrest Gump has aged just with some of the, um, special effects and things like that are, are a little bit dodgy. If you go back and watch them, uh, I always love that movie though. Um, and I love Tom Hanks performance in it. I think he's, uh, he's really great. But then after castaway, he gets into this weird, uh, creepy CGI. I mean, polar express was, gave me the willies. It was a, t- it was a terrible movie. It was a weird story. It was a weird, like, CGI was at a point at that time where if you tried to go ultra realistic, it was very creepy. I think CGI is still at that point. If you try to go, you know, ultra realistic human face, it's still impossible to recreate a human face. I think, um, with any, where you're not like looking at the face and being like, there's something weird about that face. Well, young Luke Skywalker and the new star Wars movies were, I mean, it was close. close. It was close, but you still were like, there's something weird. And, uh, there's something, there's something weird and synthetic about that man's face versus the person standing next to them. It was very, I mean, they're getting close and it's getting a little bit scary how they can recreate a younger human, uh, from an older human. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so he did a polar express and then he did Beowulf, which, um, I watched and I thought was terrible. He did a Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey, uh, which I actually liked. Um, there's, you know, there's something about a Christmas movie that maybe gets a pass. Well, the Polar Express is a Christmas movie too, and it doesn't get a pass. But, um, yeah, I, I liked that Christmas Carol. Parts of it, parts of it were really weird. <laughs> that's, that's the thing with him. And the thing with this movie too is there's just, there's parts of it where he, they go too far. I think, and try to do too much with 
CGI and special effects. Um, and I wrote down a couple of very specific instances that we can go through, but, um, then you got back into live action with flight with Denzel Washington allied. Um, and then that kind of, he did the witches, which was apparently was not good last year. And then Pinocchio this year, which, you know, I was surprised that he did a Disney movie, but I, I'm sure that's how they got Tom Hanks on board. Because he's worked with him a lot in the past. Yes, he has. Uh, to mixed results. To yeah, very mixed results for me. But I gotta say, <clears throat> Robert Zemeckis has made some absolutely amazing bangers. I think Who from Roger Rabbit is is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, there's a little homage to it in the Cuckoo Clocks. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of homages in the Cuckoo Clocks. Did not like him. Yeah, me either. I, I had that a note that that was like way too much. Like if they had thrown the Who Framed Roger Rabbit one in, that would have been okay because it has a throwback to Robert Zemeckis. Oh, yeah. So all um, the- but it was like every single one of them was a Disney princess or mm-hmm. some kind of Disney property. I was like, okay, so Geppetto's a huge Disney fan, apparently. But also, like, those movies hadn't been invented yet. Like, it's throwing the timeline off, my man. Like, yeah, this, it, this movie takes place before electricity. We don't have moving pictures yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It got a little too um, self-indulgent. Oh, especially with the um, Snow White one. Yes. The snow, she like falls down into a glass casket and the doors pop out and then it's, it's a very hey, elaborate uh, cuckoo clock. Really hard cuckoo clock to make. Geppetto is a master at making cuckoo clocks. Um, but, you know, you could also say that maybe a, uh, a child who likes those movies might enjoy that part. They might enjoy seeing all their favorite Disney princesses and cuckoo clocks. But as we've already established, this movie was not made for children. That's true. Um, did your children enjoy this movie? Um, she didn't, she didn't really make it all the way through. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, Hey, all of these, all of these live action remakes are too dang long because <laughs> they take everything from the original and then they always stuff in three or four new characters and three or four new songs. Um, that, and none of them are as good or belong. <laughs> yes. And this, this movie came in a solid two hours. Yeah. It's, that's like, uh, I wonder what the runtime of the original, those old cartoons are like barely over an hour. Which yeah. is a great runtime for kids, and, and like and like I said, sixteen minutes until you see Pinocchio come to life. Yeah, nobody wants to watch Geppetto pedal around his little shop for sixteen minutes. He just mumbles to himself. I had the volume like all the way up. The volume was on forty, and I was like, I gotta turn this volume up to fifty. I don't know. I can't hear yeah. Geppetto just mumbling to himself. It's just some old man walking around an efficiency apartment. Just yeah. talking to a fish. I will say this. The fish was kind of hot. Cleo? Cleo was kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they had to do that. Why yeah, they had to why make, you, yeah. Why you got to make a hot fish? Yeah. Did you, you agree? You, you clearly agree. The fish was hot. It was unnecessary. <laughs> um, the cat was cute. It was a full CGI cat. Yeah. Figaro. Yeah. But again, those are kind of direct, direct pulls from the cartoon. Um, 
no reason to have them other than that they were in the cartoon. They they really played no part in the movie. It was kind of cute. They were just kind of shows the softer side of Geppetto. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so do you want to talk about Tom Hanks's performance? So um, Tom Hanks, uh, just expert at muttering by himself, mm-hmm. uh, made a whole movie about it called Castaway. Mm-hmm. And he did an excellent job of it. He, I, I couldn't understand a single thing he was saying the whole time. He did. I have a theory on why that is. It, was the whole thing 80 yard? Well, I think a lot of it probably was ADR um, recorded recorded after the fact. Um, but I think a lot of it was he seemed uncomfortable doing an Italian, a full Italian accent. So it kind of comes and goes. Um, so I think that he kind of mumbled to kind of mask his uh, bad Italian accent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, his performance is, uh, it's not bad, I would say. I mean, he's likable. He's Tom Hanks, but it's definitely not like one of his, one of his top shelf performances. Um, he, no. he phones it in a little bit, I would say. I would say they probably didn't have him on set for more than a few days. I can't confirm that, but, um, that would be my suspicion is they had him for a, a very limited time and, and he just kind of did what he did. And, uh, that was it. See, so my, my notes on Tom Hanks is he can, he can act. Mm-hmm. He can't sing. He, no. he was doing some sing talking. Yeah. He was that. They should have cut that song because he was, it was just a, talking like this. It was a little it embarrassing. A little embarrassing for Tom Hanks, I would, I would say. He, he, yeah, he obviously is not comfortable singing. Right, yeah, he definitely cannot sing. And then I thought the reverse was true of the Blue Fairy. She was an amazing singer. There's a beautiful voice, and she could not act. Yes, is she's a professional singer, though, right? I have no idea who it was. Um, I'm glad that she got to be in this movie. I'm yes. I'm sure it was a highlight of her um it really highlighted what just an amazing, beautiful voice she had. If, yes. if she sang a song in every movie I watched for forever, I'd be super happy. If she was an actress in every movie, nah, yeah, definitely not a natural actress. Yeah. Um, she they limited her lines, and um, yeah, she felt it felt a little uncomfortable. Um, her delivery was not uh, not natural at all. Yeah, um, but. Her song was, you know, gorgeous voice, beautiful voice. Um, but that song was, it was one of those that's just kind of thrown in there. Um, I think it makes that whole scene way too long because you just want to get to like Pinocchio kind of oh, I was meeting just, Geppetto. And, I was just not enough. I was like, okay, I get it. You got to be honest. All right, let's go. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, there's just certain things in there that are thrown in there to make it different or to update it. Um, my favorite part was when she faded out the window using special effects. I could have achieved myself in, (laughs) in, I could have done that in Photoshop. Yeah. Um, okay. So we talked about Tom Hanks, his half Italian accent. Um, what do you think about Jiminy Cricket? 
Well, one, I was very excited that Kenneth the Page from Dirty Rock <laughs> was getting work. I was like, oh, good for him. Were you <laughs> showing your kids like uh, clips of, of Kenneth the Page from Thirty Rock during the during the movie and be like, hey kids, no, this, kids that's were, who this is. My, uh, so there is a PBS kids show that yeah. we we're gonna have to do an episode on called Odd Squad. Oh and Odd Squad got a movie. And he was the bad guy in the Odd Squad movie. And so I was trying to explain to my kids. <laughs> like, look, it's that guy from that movie. Anyway, they didn't get it. The the, one, the, plus, the, it was totally not him anyway. Yeah. My kids don't understand the concept that, like, same actors are in different shows. They just they don't get it. It's a weird concept. Yeah. Um, but he does have a new I know that show. sounds wrong because I previously stated my daughter is seven, about to be eight. And, like, that's a concept she should understand. It's something she has been willfully ignorant on. She does not care because it excites me so much because, as I stated before, I watch a lot of My Little Pony. And, like, My Little Pony has five female voice actors in it. And they're the only five female voice actors. <laughs> so in every other cartoon we ever watch, I'm always on IMDb being like, oh, look, that... That's Applejack right there. That, that girl's voiced by Applejack. And my daughter's like, shut up, Dad. I just want to cartoon. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Jiminy Cricket, I thought, was a little cricket. He was um, <laughs> very well dressed. I, Jiminy Cricket was my favorite part of the show just because that beautiful South Carolina accent. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. He was probably my favorite part of the movie as well. Um, I thought... Um, I thought he was well voiced by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, from Looper, yeah, <laughs> from Looper, yes, famously from Looper. Um, I thought he was one of the only actors who kind of gave it his all, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just a voice actor, and he was a voice actor. Um, and I thought it was I, that's why I thought it was a voice actor. I didn't know that it was a movie star voicing you, voicing yeah. him. Um, because you know, voice actors always give their all, and their you know their um, their services are are being limited um, since the advent of giving movie stars all their parts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought he did a great job. He was very likable. Um, Gave a lot, you know, he what, was, did, what did you think of his character design? Uh, his head had a weird hood thing yeah. on it, um, which I'm sure is has something to do with an actual cricket. But um, I think they could I thought it. I thought it was a, a little bit weird on the the character. I think they could have broken away from reality a little bit further to make him look like a little more friendly. Yeah, like the cartoon. Right, yeah, it's a little, little more. I mean, I like the I like the way that he hopped around. I, I thought that was cool. I um, made the chirping noises. Yeah, made the chirping noise. They made him very cricket like, but yeah, that hood design was kind of just a little off putting. Yeah, <laughs> man, looked too much like a real cricket, which are terrifying locusts very, carrying plague and disease, yeah, eating all our crops, annoying, getting stuck in your house and chirping all night. Yes. But they might be telling you little bits of wisdom. Sure. But I can't understand them. Maybe. Uh, the wisdom in this movie was very basic. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like basic conscience stuff. Like I really did not learn anything I didn't know here. I, I mean, I've been... I've been trudging this earth for 35 years. I probably should have learned to like not lie all the time. Yeah. Be on, What is it? Be honest, be brave, and be... 
kind or be unselfish unselfish yeah yeah well yeah. i guess i need to learn some of those well i'm yeah. not very brave we know that you're supposed to do those things but sometimes we like to go to pleasure island you know that's when i fell asleep oh man that was uh well we'll get to that we'll, we'll get, get to, that. to that so um i talked a little bit about the additional songs um and this is true of all these disney remakes they throw in these additional songs um they don't go with the other songs <laughs> in the movie because, you know, the other songs in the movie were written in the 30s. Um, these are obviously just written uh, probably pretty quickly for this movie. Um, Beauty and the Beast was it has such great songs in the original. And then, you know, they throw in or they change some of the songs. Um, and they just make them. It makes the movie too long. It throws the pacing off. Um the one that I'm thinking of specifically is when they're on their way to pleasure Island. And this is probably where you fell asleep. Um, they start singing that song and dancing around on the, the wooden carriage with all the boys and, uh, Luke Evans who plays, uh, Gaston in the live action beauty and the beast is, uh, is the carriage driver. And I guess maybe represents the devil. He's also he's also the bad guy in Fast and the Furious Seven. <laughs> That's they're probably going to be a different pod, a whole different podcast. Our our Fast and the Furious podcast. Well, your your Fast and the Furious podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but uh, Luke Evans is a, he's an actor that I really like. I enjoy. I uh, I think he's a he's a great actor. He's a great guest on. I mean, yeah, he's probably in the top five actors in Fast and Furious 7, which is saying something, because that's a stacked movie. Yeah, there's probably like 45 actors in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, there's, there's a song as they're going to Pleasure Island that I completely tuned out of. It was seemed like it was a 20-minute song, but uh, I'm sure it was shorter than that. I, I didn't clock it, but um, pulled totally pulled me out of the movie, made me very uninterested. I was very glad when they got to Pleasure Island and the song was over. Here's what happened. He started singing and I paused the TV and I was like, how long is this freaking movie? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's two hours. There's still an hour left to go. There's an hour and nine minutes left. And I paused and I unpaused it. And as that song was playing, I just drifted off to bed, <laughs> just yes. drifted off to sleep. Yeah. So, um, and then I think there's another song in the, there's another character introduced during the Stromboli part. Um, there's a, a female character, which I understand and I appreciate, um, what Disney's trying to do with introducing female characters and people of color. Um, you and I are both fathers to, uh, mixed race children. Um, <laughs> I can't take credit for that. Can I? My kids are like one sixteenth Mexican. Does that count? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They're, they're mixed race. Um, um, so I want them to be exposed to, um, people who look like them and, uh, I have two daughters, so I want them to see characters on the screen that are like them and that are strong female characters. Um, but I feel like they could do that. Maybe switch out some characters that already exist. Uh, just the introduction of new characters in like the Stromboli strolling down, uh, in his care. They're always in carriages, uh, a, but, um, 
and there's a whole song and a whole other character and it slows the movie down and those those are the points where I just want to turn the movie off. Does she come back in the movie? She comes back at yeah, toward the end. Okay. Um that, to, that was one thing I was wondering about because I was like to kind of re it, not really for any good reason. Like she comes back and tells uh, tells Pinocchio that Stromboli was arrested <laughs> for cheating them or cheating people or something like that, and she and her marionette uh, troupe have created their own show and they want Pinocchio to come join them, and he says no, and then they leave. <laughs> so really cool to the plot. Another 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 kind of throwaway scene. Um, so, you know, I, I, I appreciate what Disney's trying to do. I wish that they would do it in a way that uh, doesn't sacrifice pacing and storytelling. Yeah, I'll, I will get I will get down off my soapbox now. Well, hey, I'm going to get up on top of your soapbox. Can we get up there together? Is this there is it's a tiny, I'm, I'm a big guy. Um, All right, I'll get off. The Little Mermaid movie. I think they're doing it right because... Yeah, just just you know, you want to you want to show women of color in a positive way. There you go. Yeah, switch this switch this uh, uh, this character and main character. I'm yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, and then and then you don't have to add in extra stuff and yeah. Plus, it it feels a little like yeah, they're adding they're adding people of color and women, but they're doing it in such a throwaway manner inconsequential inconsequential uh characters that that don't really add anything to the plot but let me ask you this this is something i've wondered maybe it's going too deep for this light-hearted comedy podcast about dads watching uh kid shows um do you think the fact that ariel doesn't have natural hair is do you think that plays a part in anything Natural. Think, like, have you seen the Have you seen the preview for the My Little for the for the Little Mermaid? She I've has, seen bits of it. Yeah, she's got like red hair. Yeah, you well, think that Ariel has red hair in the cartoon? Yes, but Ariel also has Caucasian skin in the cartoon. Um, so why Why not just make her have you know natural well, hair? I think they probably did that to connect her to the cartoon character. Plus, maybe mermaids naturally have red hair. We don't know how mermaid anatomy works. We don't. What if your mom was a mermaid and your dad was a centaur and you just got the human half of both and you just became out a regular human? Oh, that'd be really disappointing. Yeah. You'd be like um, uh, Lily from the Munsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Monsters trailer. Have you seen the Monsters trailer? I know you have because I made you watch it. It looks terrible. The Monsters? Yeah, did I, didn't I send you that too? I guess I didn't make you. I just, I I just sent so. it to you. It looks horrible. It's in color. Is it the monster? The monsters or the monsters? The monsters. Oh, oh, they're making a, a Rob movie? Zombie directed it. No. And it went, apparently, like it was supposed to take three months to shoot and it took him nine months to shoot and he went way over budget and spent like $90 million. Rob Zombie made the monsters. Is yes. it going to be like with, and his wife is, uh, Lily or, uh, the wife in the, in the monsters. Uh, wait, is that Lily Monster? Who's Lily? Who's the, who's the the niece? Who's like the normal? 
I can't tell you their names. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Herman. I know Herman. I know Herman Munster. But, but is but, it going to be like... I can't imagine Rob Zombie directing their, a funny movie. It's about their love story of how they met. Oh, it's going to be awful. Yeah. Rob Zombie yeah. makes terrible movies. He makes good horror movies? No. <laughs> no, I love horror movies. I do not like Rob Zombie movies. They just make... They make me feel... Um, like a bad person for watching them because <laughs> it's because they're just so disgusting. Gory. They're so they're not just gory. There's let's not talk about Rob Zombie on this podcast. This is a podcast for children. We're talking about Pinocchio here. Pinocchio. Okay, so Pinocchio goes to school. I'm gonna summarize the movie. I'm gonna give a little summary. Pinocchio goes to school. On his way to school, he meets a talking fox played by Keegan Michael Key and a silent cat. Yep. Um, and they convince him that he wants to be famous, and he's like, "No." Well, actually, first he's like, "All right, cool, I'll be famous." And then, and then, uh, Kenneth comes and says, <laughs> uh, "Hey, you guys, don't listen to these guys. You gotta go to school. That's what will make your dad proud." And also, this movie has a lot of uh, making your dad proud is what's important to a young man. Which is, I wonder how that theme resolves itself because I feel like. You got to learn at some point as a young man that you got to got to do what's right for you and not make your dad proud of what, you know. Yeah. You got to be your own. You got to realize your own person and build your own character and not just do whatever you you think your dad wants you to do. Well, I think I think when it came out in the 30s, that was the message was a lot simpler and messages of movies were a lot simpler back then. It was like obey your parents, obey your parents. And that was it. Uh, yes. Like be whatever the well, three things the were. Honest, out, brave, and true. Or honest, brave, and... Yes. When the movie came out in the 30s, the... Anyway, I won't, still, I won't go there. Uh, but the... Um, so he goes to school. He gets kicked out of school. Honest John finds him. Like, literally, the teacher punts him out of class. And, yeah. and then Honest John does convince him to go and be famous. He winds up working on a puppet show. And we get a very cool sequence where he does a fancy puppet dance. Yeah. What do you think of that sequence? Um, I thought it was good. It was um, awesome. Yeah. It was, it was one of those, again, that was a direct pull from the classic cartoon. Um, even some of the dance moves. Uh, yeah. That was a fun sequence. For sure. And then he gets locked. Then he makes a friend with the new character who you were talking about. Yes. And he doesn't, there's a scene where he doesn't trust her anymore because he just doesn't trust humans, but he trusts her puppet. That was, yeah. I was like, come on, Pinocchio, don't be this ignorant. Like, you can't see the the lady on strings. You get the concept of a puppet. You are a puppet. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. That, I mean, that whole, the whole character, the whole new character wasn't. And I don't understand uh, kind of why he connected with the puppet and not her. I guess because he didn't trust humans or real people. But I don't understand why that was in the movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. All right. So what happens next? He he gets locked in a cage. He gets then, locked. In, uh, yeah, Jiminy Cricket comes in, and Pinocchio lies. Pinocchio lies to Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, he does. And tells him multiple fibs that makes his nose grow. This is yeah. the first time we see his famous growing nose. Yep. That nose grows so far that it's able to reach the key hanging on the wall on the other side of the room. 
And then he retracts his lies and his nose retracts. Mm-hmm. And as he apologizes, nose gets smaller and smaller until he gets the key back to the cage and he unlocks the cage. And this teaches kids that one, sometimes lying gets you where you need to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's okay as long as you say you're sorry. Gets you out of a jam and then you can just say backtrack later and it'll all be okay. <laughs> that is what the scene teaches. I didn't think of it that way, but that is exactly what it teaches. Yeah, lying is an efficient tool. As Didn't long. he like purposefully lie? He purposely uh, he saw lied. he saw that his nose was getting closer to the key, and then he purposefully lied a few yes. more times to get it there. He said, "I don't want to be a real boy," and his new nose grew so much that it popped the key off the wall. Yeah, that's a that's not a great message for the kitties. Lying is a tool. Hey, ask anybody in sales. Um, mm. And then he got the key back and uh, escaped. Yeah. And then immediately. And then immediately. It seemed like pretty much just like hard cut to him on a carriage. (laughs) Right. I don't remember what happened in between between carriages. Apparently, if you were standing on the corner of two streets at midnight on this particular day, you got to go to Pleasure Island. And then I fell asleep. Well, you, you want to pick it up from there? I'll, I'll pick it up from there. So there's a super long 30, 45 minute song uh, on the carriage ride. Um, they get to Pleasure Island. This was actually one of my favorite parts. Pleasure Island was cool. It looked super fun. Uh, there's roller coasters, candy. Um, and then Pinocchio is having a great time. Um, he's hanging out with this kid named uh, Lampy. Who is was, apparent, who's apparently from Brooklyn, just hanging out in Italy. Uh, he has a thick New York accent, um, which maybe we can talk about this later. But there's always Disney movies always have a character that has a thick New York accent. He kept talking about the Dodgers or the uh, yeah, the Dodgers. Wait, the Dodgers <laughs> are from L.A. No, they they were from Brooklyn. They were back then, right? Back then, yeah. Okay. Um, he does not talk about the Dodgers, but he has a thick New York accent and he sounds like an old gangster movie. Um, but, uh, he and Pinocchio are having a great time until all the, all the bad little boys start, they go into this room and there's a bunch of cuckoo clocks and they are all breaking the cuckoo clocks. And and Pinocchio realizes that, ah, my dad works really hard to make cuckoo clocks like this and they're just breaking them. And then, that's bad. I don't know where all the cuckoo clocks came from, but um Are cuckoo clocks even Italian. Those ones are. Okay. Italian made by I thought they were kind master, of like a Swiss thing. Master craftsman who invented all of the Disney stories <laughs> through his cuckoo clocks. <laughs> I love that retelling. Um so uh eventually they figure out that all the little boys are turning into donkeys and um there's these crazy um, shadow monsters. They're pretty scary. Um, for my four year old. Um, I didn't watch that part with my four year old. So, um, I think she was pretty checked out by then. Um, but I, I assumed that they would scare her and give her nightmares. Um, they look like demons. Uh, but they're loading all the boy slash donkeys into a boat and they're going to go to the salt mines and, and have them work in the salt mines. Um, and I guess there, there's some kind of deal and, uh, Luke Evans plays a, a character who's kind of like the devil, I guess. 
and he's loading them all up. And then there's some real dodgy CGI during that time uh, where Luke Evans is riding on the shadow monsters. Um, a lot of those parts are, you know, I think that uh, just because CGI exists doesn't mean that you need to use it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, and the, I feel like Robert Zemeckis just always pushes it too far until it looks completely goofy. Um, so, um, Pinocchio escapes with the help of, uh, Jiminy Cricket. Um, he does, however, grow a wooden donkey tail and wooden ears, donkey ears. Um, then he goes back home, looks for his father, Geppetto. But Geppetto has gone out to find him and he uh, finds out uh, Pinocchio finds out from talking seagull that Geppetto has sold all of his clocks to buy a boat. Um, let me tell you about this boat that he bought with all of his belongings. So he sold all of these valuable cuckoo clocks that at the beginning, uh, this man walked in and offered him a ton of money for one cuckoo clock. Uh, so the boat that he buys with all this money is a, it's a dinghy. It is the smallest boat I've ever seen in my life. It's like smaller than a dinghy. It's like a little rowboat. It's a little rowboat and it has a sad little sail on it. And, um, so I guess Geppetto maybe just had a garage sale and sold them all for like, well, have you seen the price of used boats lately? It's been going crazy. Well, we're talking about, we're talking about, uh, old time Italy where everybody had a boat. Mm, okay. Everybody. And everybody made boats. And you tell me that Geppetto can make a cuckoo clock, but he can't make a boat. He is. Uh, I don't know. Come on. Come on. Okay. Um, so, uh, Pinocchio, with the help of the seagull, kind of, uh, goes out to sea, finds Geppetto, and then they are eaten by a uh, sea monster. So they've changed it from a whale in the cartoon to a sea monster um, named Monstro. They eat my Monstro. They don't die, obviously. Um, so they're floating on his little dinghy inside of Monstro. They build a fire. Uh, so the smoke will cause Monstro to sneeze. He sneezes, and they get spit out. Um, then there's a little chase scene. They get, um, they get, uh, thrown up on land. Geppetto looks like he's dead. Pinocchio, uh, does something. I forget what it is to save Geppetto's life. He does something selfless to save Geppetto's life. Um, they have like a, a great reunion and then, um, they see a blue light in a cave and they go into the blue light. But Pinocchio in the movie does not turn into a real boy. In the, the classic cartoon, that was kind of the payoff of the whole movie was he got turned into a real boy at the end because he kind of, uh, was selfless and saved, risked his own life to save Geppetto's. So I feel like that was probably a little controversial as far as, you know, Wait, so as, as much the, as this con- movie could be controversial. In the live action movie, in the end, it, he was a real boy all along. No, he's a wooden boy and he stays a wooden boy. But yeah, Geppetto, that's what I'm saying. But Geppetto says, yeah, you're a real boy to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was, he, he, it was all inside his heart the whole time. Yeah, his fake life that the star gave him is a real life. I should go back to the very, 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 very beginning. Something that they added that m- might be in the original Pinocchio legend or story fairy tale. 
But um, Geppetto has lost his son. Like his mm-hmm. son has and died. his wife and his wife. So um, I don't know if this, if the the spirit that's inside of Pinocchio is his his uh, son who's passed away. Well, the starlight shone through the window onto the portrait. On yes, onto the picture of his dead son and redirected into Pinocchio. So, so yeah. I want to say yeah, this is so it's a, the spirit of his of his son who's who he's lost. Yes, uh, and that's something that was not in the in the old cartoon. I don't remember in the old cartoon there was no. He was just a lonely old man who wanted. He was just a, son. a lonely old man who wanted a son. Yeah, and I assumed that he had never married and just never had a kid. But in this one, it was more about like him filling that hole in his heart and um, wanting his son back. Basically, um, that's why he, I thought that was, I, I did, I did like that part. It kind of added so an emotional, you know, level. I've never, I never finished the original Pinocchio. I never finished this Pinocchio. Wow. Either. You've never finished a Pinocchio, but I always assumed, I always assumed that at the end of it, he stayed a puppet and that the lesson was the fact that you're unselfish and honest and brave is what makes you a real boy. You don't have to be flesh and blood. Oh. I always assumed that's how it ended. That is not how it ended. He, uh, in the original cartoon, he, the blue fairy comes back and turns him into a real boy because he's shown those qualities. And now the real question is, does he age? Does he become a wooden adolescent? Does he become a wooden teen? Does he become a wooden adult? I mean, or is he going to be a little boy forever cursed to walk this earth? In the body of a six-year-old for all eternity. I assume he's going to be that age forever. Okay. Because and then just the wood will age. So he, he will rot. He will rot. And <laughs> he will rot. Wither away. Yeah. So and, and uh, Geppetto, you know, maybe he'll keep lacquering him. And uh, Geppetto's probably got like I mean, at Geppetto. most twenty, twenty-five years. I and, don't know. He's pretty old in this. Like he's probably in his sixties, and this is. This is like old timey Italy, so you know before the invention of penicillin. Yeah, he's probably got maybe a year. (laughs) (laughs) But he's going. He's but Pinocchio's got a couple hundred years. Wood can last a while. Well, not if it's if it's not treated. Um, and and it won't be because Geppetto's not going to be there unless Jiminy Cricket sticks around. Pinocchio can put some lacquer on himself. But how? Yeah, I guess he could learn to do that. It's, it's um, just a paintbrush. Just there'll be like a little a small part of his back that just a hole rots through that he can't reach. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket is a cricket. He's got like a few days. They yeah, don't I don't know long. how long crickets last, but yeah, he's probably got a lot of in our crops. Um, oh, uh, let me so, ask you a question: When he was making the fire inside the sea monster, did he make the fire by dancing really fast? No. <laughs> wait, wait. No, because he did make a he did make the fire at Stromboli's just by dancing really fast. Maybe he did. I I, I can't remember how exactly they started the fire. Because I was wondering if that was like a Chekhov's gun when he was dancing really fast on Stromboli's stage and like smoke started coming out of his feet and then it just it erupted. It wasn't like a little spark. It was like a, it erupted into flames. Yeah, I was wondering if that was like going to pay off later. Yeah, and it might have. Um, I got to be honest. I was I was not 
paying a hundred percent attention to, uh, to that part. So is there some kind of like allegory here for like sins is like, is Pinocchio learning about he's learning pride? About, I think sloth. he's learning about, yeah, he's learning about right and wrong. I think, I think it's, I don't think it's like seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he only went on like three parables. Yeah. So he's learning that like, Stealing, you know, he goes to Pleasure Island and learns that like stealing and smashing other people's stuff and smoking cigars and drinking. I think they had uh, pints of of root beer, which you know. I wonder if that was like hard one, seltzer back at in the one 30s. point. Pinocchio acted like he was drunk, so uh, I don't know what kind of root beer it was. It seemed like it might have been actual beer. They called it root beer. W flavored hard seltzer. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. Mike's hard A and W. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think it's more about just like knowing right from wrong and uh, making making the right choices. Is there supposed to be some kind of um, connection between the sea monster, the well, and Jonah and the well? You know more about this stuff you know, than I do. Is it just a cool thing, just like chill out in the belly of a big old fish? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see any connection to those other than being swallowed by a, a giant fish slash sea monster. Uh, no, I don't, I don't really see any connection. The sea monster, I will say, uh, since you didn't see that part, a little scary. I mean, it, my daughter is scared of sharks. Like if we go to the, the aquarium, she does not want to see the sharks. She's she's a smart girl. This is she's like smart. like when Stro- when Monstro uh, swallows Geppetto's boat. It's like really sudden and is like a scene out of Jaws. Oh wow! Sharks are terrifying murder machines. Yes, I watched a movie last night called Open Water from uh, early two thousand. It was not for this podcast. I'll tell you that. Okay. Have sharks in it? Yeah, yeah, they're terrible, terrible creatures. Strong, yeah. a strong anti-shark sentiment on this episode. Yeah, but uh, Monstro, the CGI on that part looked great. Um, there were some other dodgy CGI parts, but I mean, that's that's kind of all of my thoughts on it. That's all the notes I have. Um, do you have any any? Uh, you want to go through like final thoughts or my, my final thoughts are this movie's probably not great for small children. Nope. Maybe you gotta be kind of like preteen age, really willing and able to um, analyze something and enjoy it uh, on a story level and not just a visual spectacle level. Um, this movie is also not for preteens. I mean, it's not something that preteens are going to be interested in. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying I can't see any. I can't see a kid sitting down and enjoying this movie all the way through. No, uh, until like age eleven. Definitely not. And it's too scary. There's too. There's parts that are way too scary. Um, and yeah, just the storyline and the meandering. It's it's not it's not compact enough for a kid. For a small kid. Yeah. The, like I said, it's 23 minutes. Was it 23? 16. 16 minutes until Pinocchio comes alive. 26 minutes until 
They leave Geppetto's house. The first 26 minutes of the entire movie take place on a single set of an old man's old man's bedroom and workshop. And you know what children love? Grandpa's workshop and bed. There's the the scene of him going to bed. There's a big, long, I would say protracted scene of him saying goodnight to the cat, feeding the yeah. fish, saying goodnight to the fish, saying goodnight to the unawoken Pinocchio doll, looking out the stars, turning out all the lights. It, Making it, a wish upon um, a star. And I, my note was old Kids don't want to watch an old man fumble his way to bed. Like, like, and he's got the long nightgown and the nightcap and like the candle and he's yeah. like, and he's murmuring, shuffling around, mumbling. And you can't understand what he's saying. It's like half Italian. He only uh, says Tom Italian Hanks. words in Italian. So he's like, I'm going to go to bed. Okay. Good night. Pinocchio. <laughs> Come here. It's time for your food. A Figaro. A Figaro. Yeah, he sounds like Mario, um, but not in a good way. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, overall, I, I I'm not going to finish the movie because you already spoiled the ending for me. Uh, but I wish I had stayed away for the whole thing. I wish I had started it earlier. Uh, that's the curse of uh, of movie watching for dads. You can't wa- you can't start a movie unless you're going to watch it with your kids, which. I think you you watched it with your kids. I mean, you started it with your kids. Yeah, they 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 were out real early. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to fault you for falling asleep, especially at the part that you fell asleep in. That was that was night night time. I mean, that whole scene was that was the, boring. The, that yeah. You would think oh a, a wagon full of children singing a song about doing sin. Would be fun. No, it was very boring. Very boring. Yeah. Uh, what? 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 What piece of media would you like to do next time? We have. Oh, oh, we got to oh, rate the movie. We, we got to rate. We got to rate the movie. And uh, okay, we, what well, do you give well, the movie? Yeah. What? Uh, what's our rating system for this movie? I'm going to give it mustaches in honor of Tom Hanks' fake, terrible, tingly mustache. Yeah. So I'm going to give it um, out of five mustaches. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it uh, three. Gray lit brooms out of five. All right. I'm going to give it uh, two and a half. Okay. So I'm going to give it two full mustaches and then one uh, left side of the mustache. Oh, I'm glad you specified left side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't quite good enough to get the right side of the mustache, so I'm going to give it the left. Two and a lesser half. Yeah. So it was, uh, I, didn't, I didn't like it that much. Yeah. I think that overall... It will be remembered as one of the better of the Disney live action remakes, but I also think overall the Disney live action remakes are not going to be remembered fondly. No, no, they. It just um, I think shows a little lack of imagination. Like there are new stories that you could be telling rather than just rehashing these old ones and spending a lot of money to do so. I mean, these are these are not like cheap productions. Well, they are telling new stories too. I gotta give Disney credit. They are. I mean, they're telling a they're telling a ton of stories. But yeah. these these that are just you know dredging up, you know, Can, bringing them out of the vault and then remaking them. Yeah, just just a little unnecessary, I think. But I think they're guaranteed cash somehow on their on their app. Their streaming platform overtook Netflix. They're the most popular streaming platform. I mean, they played it really well. Yeah. They, 
they made it to where if you're a Marvel fan, you have to have Disney Plus to even know what's going on in the movie verse. Um, same thing with Star Wars. If you're a Star Wars fan and you want to see any new Star Wars content, you got to be got to be on the app. Uh, and then if you have kids, you have to have it. Oh yeah, if you have kids, you have to have it. If you want to watch. That's basically all of humanity. You just covered Marvel fans, Star Wars fans, people with kids. That's everyone. That's everyone. Everybody on planet Earth. And kids themselves. So, I would like to... Can I, can I suggest a show for you? Yeah. It's called Big City Greens. Big City Greens. Have you ever seen it? I have not. Just watch uh, one episode. All right. So how are we going to cover TV shows? Are we going to cover specific episodes or are we going to cover kind of like the entire the show in its entirety? I, 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 we'll cover, I don't know. Let's do a movie again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well, we can talk about it. Big City Greens sounds good. Uh, no, Big City Greens is not good. It's a, There's a lot of episodes. Um, but I just thought it'd be different because it's, well, it's very can, short episodes. But we could do the first, maybe we do the first two episodes. First two episodes? Yeah. How about that? Okay. All right. So, yeah. For those of you who are following along, watch the first two episodes of City Greens. Um, and we'll talk about it next week. And your kids are going to love it. It's very fast paced. It's very goofy. I think that it'll be good juxtaposition. Uh, and where can people watch this? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. All right. We're staying staying with the same streaming platform. We're going to, we're going to jump around streaming platforms. Um, but I think it is safe to say that we will always do a piece of media that is available to watch on a streaming platform. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So these are all, these are all, uh, pieces of media that you can enjoy at home with your children or not enjoy at home with your children. If you're watching Pinocchio. Yeah. I would say skip it, skip it, skip it. Two and a half mustaches was generous. Yeah, I don't. I only did three because I did three out of five. That's, I mean, that's like better than half good. Well, you know what it is. It's just um, I feel guilty because I didn't see it all, so I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. Oh, you had to assume you're you're assuming that the part that you missed was I'm better assuming, than the part that you watched. Yes, otherwise two and a half. I'll say it was. What the part I missed was better than the yeah. parcel. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, the pacing was a lot better after, um, after they get to Pleasure Island. I don't think there were any more songs. Was the hot fish in it anymore? Um, yes. Good. Well, Geppetto carries her around everywhere that he goes. Then four stars. In a, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Geppetto, Cleo? I don't know why they had to make the fish so hot. Like, well, the fish looks like it does in the cartoon. Oh, the fish was hot in the cartoon. Yeah. And she was kind of like, uh, sassy. Oh, she was sassy. Like batting her. She like batted her eyes at Geppetto and stuff. There you go. Then that's my kind of fish. Yeah. I don't know what kind of fish that is, but gold. Yeah. Gold fish. All right. Well, Curtis, you want to take us out on our uh, signature sign out? Uh, sure. Um, Saturday morning dads, uh, pull up, pull up a bowl of cereal and pod with us. That was, that was really bad. <laughs> that was really bad. I hope you cut that out later, but we'll figure uh, it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. 
bij 